Kelly and Dan Dale in the next room. Josh Schmidt has abandoned ship. And uh, it is Friday, Friday the 13th. Good to be uh, with you. Ah, there he is. <laughs> Josh was there just in time. Anyway, uh, yeah, how you doing? Hope your day is going well. Wasn't it fun having to brush the snow off your car again if you park outside? Yes, it was. So if you're just joining us, uh, this is a show I know you guys want me to do, so because it really is about more listeners uh, more often for longer, uh, that's why I'm doing it. Uh, the whole idea of doing away with natural gas. And by the way, earlier this week, um, you know all that talk about natural gas is killing your children. Natural gas is giving your kids asthma. It's making it worse. There's no solid medical data that backs that up. I know that because we spoke with Dr. James Harris the other day about it. And the study, uh, basically, I'll, I'll summarize uh, without putting words into his mouth what the medical doctor said. Um, the study is rubbish. <laughs> it's absolute rubbish. It's not worth the time of day. So it's like they're, it, when in doubt, always say you're doing something for the children. We're playing that game again. We're doing it for the children. And I've got a real issue with putting all of your eggs in one basket, whether you are investing uh, whether you're dating, <laughs> kidding, uh, don't put all your eggs in one basket. You always want to have an alternative. You always want to have a side piece when it comes to electric, okay, uh, or energy. And uh, basically, I'm going to hear about that later. So anyway, what you want is, uh, to me anyway, you, you want diversity. And there are two basic reasons why this all-electric thing is a real bad idea. Number one, um, there isn't enough electricity out there to do it. That's a good reason why not to. And number two, we see how vulnerable electric is when we have a major natural disaster. We saw it during the October surprise storm, and we saw it most recently during the blizzard of 2022. And I really wonder, and I'd like to take calls from those of you I wonder how many more people would have died if not for natural gas. I think natural gas saved people's lives during the storm. I truly believe that. Some of you were without power for day after day after day. Some of you actually had uh, full home backup generators that uh, went down on you because uh, they were set up in such a way as they were susceptible to the wind blowing the snow in. And we had listeners call in. I think Dominic Cortese talked about this as well, about you know, how you needed to open up the generator and take out a filter and make sure it was dry, then reinstall it. Look, I have a hard time changing light bulbs, so I I I'm not exactly sure that I'm going to be able to self-mechanic a natural gas generator, especially in the middle of a howling blizzard. I would love to hear from those of you who have put solar panels on your home, solar panels on the home. And those of you with EVs, how did you make out during the storm? I know a dude who has an EV, but he's got it as his vehicular side piece, okay? It's a run around town and get groceries car. It is not a let's drive to Florida car. It's more like a scooter with four wheels, <laughs> his electric vehicle, all right? And I know that some of the electric vehicles um, are, are pretty kick butt. Porsche has a Taycan, which is electric, and it's fast as the wind, but I wouldn't get one, not as a primary vehicle, because 
I, I don't want to be at the whim and caprice of an electrical shortage. Like in California has those wildfires and they say you have to evacuate from here. Well, how are you going to evacuate from anywhere if the power has been burned away and your car isn't charged up? How are you going to drive out of a place of danger? Doesn't make sense. Now, solar panels, my understanding about solar panels is this, that they are expensive to install in your home. There are, however, tax incentives that make it more affordable. But the payoff time is measured in years before you start realizing anything like an appreciable um, return on investment. And I don't know that I'll be in my house long enough to make solar panels an option that makes a lot of sense, at least for me. Maybe you are, but 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Let's get back to the calls and uh, welcome. I'd like to take everybody in order, and I appreciate your patience. Here's uh, Joanna in Kenmore. Joanna, you're on. Hello. Well, what just happened to Diana? Or uh, Joanna? Joanna, are you there? Oh, yes, I am. Oh, I, I, sorry about that. I don't know what happened. The phone did something kind of funky. Oh, that's okay. Can you hear me all right? Yes, ma'am. So I had a quick question, and I, I'm really not trying to be funny, but I wondered, is, is Joe Biden's Corvette, is that uh, an electric car? I don't know that they make electric Corvettes. I, yeah, I'm being sarcastic, but I, I agree with they you. They do make electric Porsches, and I know the Taycan is pretty damn fast. Yeah, I heard you just talking about yeah, it. Yeah, but Corvette, I, I, I'm going to say this about the Corvette. The the latest model year Corvettes are absolute masterpieces of automotive design. Yes, I think, and I love Corvettes. I think what I'm saying is because it's the, you know, the old adage, do as I say, not as I do. I, I agree that technology should move forward. I'm wholeheartedly with it. But this whole idea of, of getting rid of natural gas is ridiculous. All of the things you're pointing to, the timing in this state couldn't be worse because after the blizzard, what failed us first and foremost is our, elect- our electricity. So you have to have natural gas. It, I can't, sometimes I feel like I'm living in a dream world and I'm imagining I'm hearing these things reported daily. Uh, I don't understand who even conceived of this, but it's just not... It isn't going to work. We can't support the grid like you said now, let alone. And I and I think I heard on your program a, a few months ago, you're talking about how much more electricity it takes to charge the car when you are in cold weather. So I'd be interested to hear how long a car would last on a full charge in something like a blizzard or even driving in cold conditions. Yeah, taking the snow out of the equation and just dealing with temperature, I would love to hear from EV owners on that very issue. I know that if you've got a cell phone, you ever been outside on a minus 10 degree night with a cell phone? You can have a full charge and that that phone sucks away energy really quickly. Right. I, I just don't, don't see this to be sustainable. And I know that over the centuries, you know, people have boxed it at change, you know, even like during the Industrial Revolution and things like that. But I see that this is not a a ship that we can turn. Like, the way we are right now, I think with a combination, primarily natural gas, especially in colder climates, that is the way to go. What we're doing now is not anything to just improve what we have. I I agree with you. I just don't think that that's sustainable at 
Well, no. And could you just elaborate when you said sometimes you think like you are living in, would you say, a dream world? Yeah. I, I can Sometimes I can't believe what I'm hearing um, coming out of the politician's mouth. It just seems to me like daily I hear these, these ridiculous notions like this, uh, this whole idea about no natural gas. I, I just don't understand or that they want to make convert everything to electricity. It's just not possible, I don't think, in this kind of a climate. What about even out in California now with the floods? Uh, electricity and water don't don't mesh very well, as well as, like you said, your example just a minute ago about the wildfire. How would you get your car out of there if it wasn't charged? You can't put the gas in it. Uh, you know what? I, I I have no idea because when I when I when I hear about the wildfires in California and the mandatory evacuation, and as you mentioned, the flooding that uh, took place earlier this week in parts of California, um, I, I honestly don't know um, the it, it, what what effect that happened to have had on the electrical grid in California. And if if you're if you've got a family. And your car is out of a charge, and you've got a 20-mile drive to get out of wildfire danger, and there's no electricity because the lines have been burned. Um, I guess you're on your own. Yeah, and when you're running a pump, I mean, normally they run, it's a gas-powered pump, too. Like when the city runs that, it's not just hooked to an electrical outlet somewhere. It can be. It can be a combination, but I've also seen gas-powered pumps, you know, so when people's houses are flooding— that's the best way to go if you can't put electricity in the mix. But, you know, if that gets banned, I mean, that's we're all kind of like, part of my language was kind of <laughs> We're all what? We're all, you know, we're all kind of just, it's just a big corkscrew. It's just not going to work. No, I, I again, I, I agree. And uh, again, I mean, I, I feel like I'm David Bellavia's publicity agent here. <laughs> but uh, this is, this is, look, I mean, David... David is, he's a guy who studied the electrical grid for a couple of decades, and he knows of what he speaks. And if Bellavia says, there's no way that this is even remotely workable, he is a voice uh, to which is worth listening, because he knows what he's, he knows what he's talking about. And the same thing with uh, Lauren Fix. David does the thing with Lauren Fix every Friday at 1230. Oh, yeah. And, and they've talked a lot about this whole electric vehicle issue. And, look, electric vehicles have a place. They have a place. But I, I, if, if you had a choice between one car and it was either electric or it was fueled by gasoline, I'm going to go with gasoline every time. I'd consider a hybrid, but that's a different animal. Right. I agree with you. I, I think everything has its place in time with budgeting and forethought. But uh, like you said earlier, one of our classic mistakes we make here is that we just quickly jump on the, the latest buzz notion and kind of put all of, like you say, your, all of your eggs in one basket, get rid of what works. But what you should have is what works alongside of what you're trying to do. You know, that's the way that you get progress. But you can't take 10 steps back and, and go forward with something that's not yet functioning. Indeed. Not to mention the fact that the electrical systems that you're going to have to use to heat your home, they are much more expensive. 
So what they're doing is they're adding another expense in addition to taxes and fees and everything else to living in New York State, not even to mention the situation with firearms. This state... This, this state seems to want to chase anybody uh, out who is a productive member of society. Uh, it's very true. And I don't know what they expect everybody to work for natural gas systems, everybody from national fuel down to people who are the ones drilling for it. And, and actually, I mean, this, this is an industry that you can't do away with. You can't just like say, okay, yeah, I, I agree it's just I'm sometimes just dumbfounded by what I hear. The proposals that I hear, I never they never cease to amaze me. Yeah. All right. Th- thank you very much. I appreciate it, Joanna. I mean, how many how many other people listening do also agree with Joanna that you wake up every morning and it's like you're living in a Twilight Zone episode in in New York State and, and other states because you know that something is a disastrous idea. But the people in power and their media allies in the departments of propaganda push this stuff forward. And you're just scratching your head about it. I don't understand what part of this is not a practical idea people don't understand. And think back to the blizzard of 22. Were you saved by natural gas? If all you had was electric and your electric was down, it's not just you you couldn't stay warm. You uh, couldn't charge your phone, couldn't stay in touch with people. You couldn't listen to the radio unless you had a good old-fashioned battery-powered radio, which, by the way, you should have in your home. An old-fashioned transistor, 9-volt battery radio, or one of those radios that you, you, you crank with your hand. You should be used to that. Let's go to Mark in uh, Buffalo on WBEN. Hello, Mark. TGIF, Tom. How are you? Well, TGI Friday the 13th, F. That's right. Um, I agree with your previous caller 1,000%. And I also want to go ahead and back up what you're saying because your thesis is correct. Uh, My whole family worked Department of Defense. My brother-in-law works for ISS. My dad worked on Strategic Defense Initiative, Minutemen 3, Black Hawk. So I do physical sciences as a hobby. And my main point is that uh, there are all kinds of measures of work. Like you have an ERG, and you have British Thermal Unit, and you have MEV, which is a measure of nuclear weapons punch. Electricity will never put out the amount of British Thermal Units than your standard hydrocarbon will. I don't care if it's an oil lamp, butane, propane, gasoline, diesel. It's foolishness to go ahead and put everything on the electrical grid where half of it is unreliable. I don't get it. I, I honestly, I, I don't get it. What? Tell me, tell me what is the answer, Mark, because I think the answer can be found in diversity. You know what? I think there is a place for electric. I think there's a place for natural gas. I think there's a place for solar, especially as solar technology continues to improve. But to just basically want to... Outlaw, and I know it's a strong word and inaccurate, but to have this feeling of wanting to outlaw natural gas and using the children. You know what? Anytime people start talking about the children, you need to examine their theses. You need to examine what they're saying. Uh, Think about this. This whole natural gas hurts children's asthma. 
did that come out three years ago, five years ago? No, the media's making a big deal out of it now, even though it's junk science. I think that they achieved um, an entered nuclear fusion reaction, self-sustaining to put out more energy than was put into it. I think that was at Los Alamos. That was in the news. Um, I think that was Los Alamos. That was in the news like last month. Now, they still do a lot of interesting things out at Los Alamos, uh, but as far as the uh, as, as far as nuclear, you, you, what do you think about nuclear? Right, if they wanted to build a nuclear reactor on the Niagara frontier, would you be down with that? Well, nuclear is kind of messy because um, the standard reactor is a fission reaction where they take a uranium-235, 238, plutonium-239, and they go ahead and I think the byproducts are barium and krypton, but... Some of the other stuff is rather nasty, like it's iodine-39 or whatever it is. The half-life is like 500,000 years. So um, nuclear reaction, we don't, we just achieved contained nuclear fusion. Okay, this is a huge step. Um, the standard nuclear reactor is a fission-type deal. It's atomic, and it makes um, quite a mess. The, the remnants will last for thousands of years, very toxic. Indeed. So I'm not a I'm not a great proponent of nuclear. Indeed. All right. Thank you. I appreciate your opinion. Thank, Thank you, you. Sir. Thank you very much. Uh, it is Bowerly. Barium. You know, it's like a nurse once told me, barium isn't your friend. It's the enema. Little GI joke for you. Uh, thank you. I hope you appreciated that. Joe Callie and Dan Dale guys uh, have got the memo. When all else fails, musical bump at the bottom of the hour. ELO, terrific. Steely Dan, terrific. Christopher Cross, terrific. Uh, people are giving me grief now for my self professed love for yacht rock. It's a free country, man, and you can listen to anything you want to. But yeah, I'm kind of a yacht rock sucker. I don't know what that's all about. Anyway, uh, Josh Schmidt is still here. Had to go feed the horses and uh, take care of his buggy in the parking lot. Good to have uh, the Amish member of the crew here and WBEN. If you're just joining us, uh, as you know, they basically want to take New York State out of natural gas and make us have electric everythings. And even though they don't make electric Corvettes yet, they are working on electric Corvettes. They're probably going to start off with hybrids, and then they're going to go all electric. And tell you something, this idea of all electric cars, and you don't have the choice of gasoline-powered cars anymore, scares the hell out of me. It absolutely freaks me out. And it's up to people like you to put up a stink about this. Hey, we put up a stink over the idea of putting uh, wind turbines in Lake Erie. And for once, our voices were actually heard. Every now and again, it works. But this uh, this freakish um, idea that we need to do away with everything but electricity. Well, how do they create electricity? Oh, yeah, they burn a lot of coal. Well, why are we trying to go all electric? To save the planet. But... How do we get the electricity? By burning coal. The, the, the logic just it isn't there. Uh, I'd love to hear from those of you who put solar panels in your home. Because a friend of mine, he's a real smart guy. He's totally smart. Um, he has solar panels in his house. 
I asked what they cost. I was stunned by how much they were. But then he said, well, with the tax incentives, it made a lot of sense if you're going to stay in the long term. And he explained it to me, and I said, yeah, I can see why you did that. And I'm sure solar panel technology is going to get better and better over time. Technology always does. I think solar is in the future. Uh, can play a bigger part of our composite energy picture in this country. But this, uh, this, this idea that fossil fuels or any, anything like fossil fuels, we need to do away with it, I just don't see it as being real practical. And it certainly isn't something you're going to be able to swing in in the next seven years. Seriously? Our electrical grid can't handle it. Not only, by the way, is uh, certain... Are certain kinds of electrical grids susceptible to hacking from, you know, like our friends in Russia and China and North Korea? Not only is it susceptible to that, we've got domestic terrorists who are going around shooting up the electric grid. You know, people that were knocked out of power in a few locations because of these yahoos who are going around opening fire on places where they generate electricity or transform the electricity. And... That's that's a real dangerous situation. Think about that. It, do, it, it doesn't take much to cripple our society. And everything in our lives is dependent on electricity. We're already putting a tremendous demand on the electrical grid, especially in the summertime in the Northeast. I don't know how they plan on doing this. And I, I, I agree with the caller. I sometimes wake up in the morning and I can't believe what I'm hearing. And it seems, most most frustratingly, it seems like it's a runaway train and you can't stop it. No matter how valid your arguments are, no matter how much sense they make, no matter how many people would have died in the blizzard of 22 if everybody was all on electric, it's this runaway train. And you're like one little person. And you're not Superman, so you can't stop it. And it, it's very, very frustrating. Um, it, it, it really is. And right wing, left wing, we all need to get from point A to point B. And we also all need to uh, stay warm in the winter and ideally cool in the summer. Of course, some of us are cool the whole year round. 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. And I have no idea how much these uh, electrical heating systems for a home are going to be but every article I've read says they will be much more expensive or somewhat more expensive than the current options. Like, just what we need, more bills. And, by the way, who's going to install all of these things moving forward? Because we can't find people to work. I'm sure your business is the same way. And that's one of these things that also frustrates the hell out of me because – we have a supply chain crisis. I think we have an energy crisis in America that nobody wants to work. You know why? You, I mean, you, you go to the pharmacy, we're, we become this second world country. You go to the pharmacy, well, we don't have your script in, should be in in a couple of weeks. That never used to happen. Then there's the impending diesel shortage. Let's go to uh, Chris and Clarence. Chris, you're on WBEN. Hello. Hey, Tom. How are you doing? I'm concerned, Chris. Well, everybody should be because this is going to be a huge storm of terror for people when they figure out what this stuff's going to cost them. Well, let's, uh, you say huge storm of terror. Uh, be specific, if you would. 
All right. Well, you got several different options as far as heating your house when it comes to electrical stuff. You have heat pumps. You have electric resistive heat. Um, and with heat pumps, the problem with heat pumps is they're only efficient down to a certain temperature. Once you get down below 32 degrees, there's not a whole lot of heat left in the air, and that's what we're doing. We're basically running air conditioning backwards. <laughs> okay, so let me get this straight. If you heated your home with a heat pump during the blizzard, you would have been SOL. You would have been in. <laughs> So most systems that, ha- that use a heat pump, they also have a backup heat source, which is typically a gas furnace, or it's an elect- electric-resistive heating for a forced air system. And what are we looking at? Uh, I'm sorry. I thought uh, we, we, you must hit a dead spot in the cell phone. I thought you were done talking. You were talking. I just didn't hear you, so continue. Well, when it gets down to a certain temperature, the heating system will kick over to the electric backup or the gas furnace backup, typically is what we use now. Um, we don't see too many heat pumps in the north because of the temperatures we see. They're not very effective once you get below 30 degrees or 32 degrees, roughly. So yeah. more All right. Well, they, obviously, if you live in western New York, that's not what you want to buy because it's not going to be there when you most need it. So that leaves what options? Well, like I said, that's why you have a backup heat source on a heat pump system. You would either use an electric furnace or a gas furnace, typically. But if we're going all electric... Your only option is going to be an electric furnace. But they want to ban all new natural gas hookups. Some places already have. Yep, and that's why, like I said, we're going to go to an electric backup system. So when your heat pump gets to be an operating temperature that's too cold. So, like I said, the heat pump's like an air conditioner. So right now, your average house is going to be between, like, 3800 and 5000 for an air conditioner. So Jeez. to go to a heat pump, which is the same thing, you're going to be going 5000 to 7500 depending on what kind of bells and whistles you go for. And then, Chris, what happens when the electric goes down like it did during the blizzard and the October surprise storm and when we have major ice storms in March? What happens? Oh, see, that's where you're supposed to spend the $20,000 on a Tesla power wall. That's only good for a few hours. <laughs> a Tesla power wall. Can you uh, put that into layman's words? Uh, it's a battery backup system that hooks up to solar panels. How expensive is that? Twenty grand? Yeah, I mean prices prices are unlimited. It all depends on what kind of system you want to put in. Now, are you what? Do you, what do you do for a living? Or is this what your bread and butter is? I do a, uh, heating and air conditioning for a living. Okay, gotcha. I, I have a question. As somebody who's been in the business, um, and a, a, as you know, I got a lot of good friends over at John Locke uh, that mm-hmm. I've been dealing with for years, and I know that you people in that industry are you know, generally you're very tight with each other. Um, but explain to me when you saw this war on natural gas beginning, because it seems like from out of nowhere, Chris, natural gas went from being clean, efficient, energy efficient, natural gas, and it's domestic. We don't need to go to the Middle East. We went from that to natural gas is actually Satan's flames. I would have to say probably about two or three years ago when everybody started talking about this Green New Deal that they've been pushing. And what was there, if you can recall specifically, what was there in the Green New Deal that made you say, this is going to be a problem? A lot of things, because for the last couple of decades in the uh, heating and air conditioning, they've been after anything that produces greenhouse gases. So recently we had to get rid of a refrigerant that we've been using for years. And we can't get it anymore, and we can't repair systems that use the old refrigerant, so they have to be upgraded to these new, more energy-efficient systems. 
the manufacturers made a ton of money off of this stuff because they sold a whole bunch of new equipment. <clears throat> now the new refrigerant that they replaced the old stuff with that was a greenhouse gas or greenhouse, yeah, greenhouse effect causing refrigerant. The new stuff is a thousand times less greenhouse uh, causing effects. But in the next five years, they're talking about replacing the refrigerant because it still produces a minuscule amount of greenhouse gas. <laughs> here's look. Here's here's what I I really don't understand. And I know you're a heating and cooling guy, and you're not a climatologist. But just using some common sense here. The reason we have the Finger Lakes and the reason we have the Great Lakes is because this area used to be covered by a giant glacier, about a mile high. And then climate change, natural climate change that the Earth does, because it is what the Earth does, came along and melted the glaciers, and the glaciers receded and dragged stones and rocks and everything along with it, creating the Great Lakes and the Finger Lakes and leaving us with all this wonderful fresh water. Now, to the best of my knowledge, sir, there were no factories. There were no man-made greenhouse gases. This was a natural process that is part of what this planet does. And now we as human beings believe that we are responsible for climate change when the earth does it and has for millennia. I don't get it. I don't either, but we're still in an ice age. Are we really? We're still technically in an ice age because there's still the polar caps. Oh, well, until, of course, they melt and the polar bears all drown. Well, that was supposed to be back in like 2012, wasn't it? When... Uh... Well, I mean, uh, but uh, vice president was running around telling everybody everything was going to melt and everybody's going to be flooded. Well, then, well, I mean, we've all seen the meme on social media. If the oceans are going to rise, how come all these uh, Illuminati big shots are buying mansions on Martha's Vineyard and Nantucket? Doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, it, it, Good insurance policies. Now, I've, I have a question for you. Uh, somebody just sent me an email, um, and, and here's what: here is what our overlords are not addressing. They're going to mandate smart thermostats that can be controlled centrally. This has already happened to some degree in Phoenix. Utility gave financial incentives for homeowners to purchase and install smart thermostats. When outdoor temperatures rose so high as to create a strain on the grid, the homeowners discovered that their smart thermostats were locked at 80 degrees by the utility. Is that true? Yes, it is. Some states are uh, offering incentives through the electric company where if you let the power company control your thermostat, you'll get a discount on your electric bill. This is insane. But by doing that, you're giving up control of your thermostat to the electric company. This is this is just this is insane. I mean, I saw an article yesterday about uh, uh, smart cars, and I don't mean smart cars like the little puny little you know matchbox cars. I mean cars that. Uh, if you're in a 35-mile-an-hour zone, you have to be at 35 miles an hour, not one mile an hour faster. Oh, and if there's an emergency, you can hit an override switch, which works for about 15 seconds. This is insane. Like, we are getting government control into our lives at a level that is, it to me, it's absolutely frightening. Chris, I know you got a lot to say about this. Please hold the line, and let's go to traffic on WBEN. I mean, th this idea that we will not be in control of the thermostats in our home, this idea that we're not going to have a choice between electric, natural gas, or whatever, th this is very disconcerting to me, Chris, because it seems as though our freedoms, one by one, are being taken away from us. 
Well, in the last 10 years, I would say our freedoms are just illusions. Anything else you want to add as a heating and cooling contractor, sir? Yeah, just real quick. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of hidden costs in switching over your house to an all-electric system. You're, I mean, in order to put an electric furnace into the heat pump, you're going to have to upgrade your electrical panel. You're going to have to run expensive wire to the panel because those systems draw a lot of electricity. And to put it into perspective, I mean, if you have like a 2,000 to 2,400-square-foot home, you're talking that electric furnace when it's running is going to draw around 100 amps on single-phase power, which is what majority of the houses have in the area. And your your electric bill just to heat your house is going to be around five or six hundred dollars a month, very easily with our prices for electricity in this state. Uh, it's un- unbelievable, man. Just unbelievable. All right. Well, thank you for uh, cheering me up, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right, <laughs> thank, thank you very much, folks. If you're not concerned, you're you're not paying attention. I mean, it's it's not just the lack of choice; it's also the increased costs and the idea that the central overlords are going to be able to control your temperature in your home, that is really super frightening. Sorry, but it is. That's not paranoid tinfoil hat stuff. That's really frightening. Uh, Let's go to uh, Bob in Elegantville on WBEN. Let's get him started. Bob, you're on. Hello. Hey, good afternoon. How are you? Yes, sir. Um, I just wanted to just tune in for a second. I, I just caught it briefly. You were talking about electric heat systems and so forth. Um, I recently, well, it was over a year ago now. It's been about a little year and a few months. I put in, I live out in the rural part. Um, I put in a geothermal heat system. And I really was at a quandary, Tom, because it, it, I had gotten to the point where I'd used wood pellets for 10 years. I live in an old farmhouse. It's been updated. And due to some health concerns and back surgeries, I was really kind of at the point where I'm tired of lugging them things. And I had a heating oil, an oil furnace. It was 20 years old. But the price of that had just gone crazy. I was considering putting propane in. The other concern I had in the rural areas especially is worth the mercy of deliveries. And a friend kind of talked me into this because I had, it didn't take up any real acreage. I had enough lawn space to do it um it was a little costly on the install but i've been fairly happy with with the system and how it works um it does use some more electricity my electric bills go up in the winter time about the equivalent of a ton of pellets another two hundred dollars so but it also gives me cooling in the summer so i've been pretty pretty pleased with my decision I would have gotten natural gas, however, we don't have it where I live. So yeah, well, that well, you got that big propane company on 219, and there's a reason for that, as you are well aware. Um, okay, but... about in 242, yep. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, geothermal system is what you're talking about, and my understanding is those systems cost eighteen to $30,000 to install. Is that correct? Yeah. Mine was around seventeen. But I also got rebates through National Grid. So in the end, um, and tax credits, in the end, I, it cost me around 11 to 12. Um, uh, yeah, I know, I Bob, I, I, know, I know you said that you could only tune in for a second, but uh, I'm a, uh, yeah, hold on, sir, yeah. I'm a prisoner of the clock, so I, I need to break. I don't have a choice. You want to hold on, I'd appreciate it. If you can't, I understand, but understand I'm a prisoner of the clock, and that's just the way it is. 